Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies a second look, second chance, second take, if you will. I am your host, Preston Jenkinson, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jake Twido. Whoa, baby mama, what up, man? It's my new intro. Does that work out pretty good? Sure. Why not? Baby mama, what up, man? Yeah, baby that's... mama, what up, man? I don't know. We'll change it next to, week. But yeah. We'll change uh, it next week. This week, though, we are... Uh, talking about watching the, Power Rangers three, pretty Pacific much Rim. It's Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the giant anime come to life. This might be the most self aware movie I've ever watched. I think, yeah. I mean, like it. I, I don't know if I love this movie. I don't know if I I like it, but good grief, uh, Del Toro. Oh wow, Del Toro. Del Toro knew exactly what he was doing. Oh yeah, because yeah, he. He grew up on um, very specific animes, as you can tell. A lot of Gundam. Uh, dude, and- straight up, like, there are scenes that I watched this. Logan didn't watch it with me, but there are scenes mm-hmm. where I yelled, like, that's from Gundam Wing! <laughs> and, you know, then I realized that I'm a big loser, and, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just a big loser. And as somebody that doesn't really pay attention to anime, I can appreciate a giant robot hitting a giant alien with a boat. <laughs> Daggum. <laughs> this is like, uh, this is kind of like John Wick, right? Yeah. I mean, John Wick's different. John Wick, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate this movie. I like it. Don't love it. It is entertaining. John Wick, I love. But it's kind of like, hey, strap in. You're going to have some ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. But this movie says, hey, it's going to be ridiculous. Enjoy. Here's Charlie Day. <laughs> and the synopsis of this movie says as a war between humankind and monstrous sea creatures wages on a former pilot and trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse you know what before we even (laughs) I'm going to be embarrassed and say this I thought we were watching real steel no (laughs) I thought Pacific Rim was the movie real steel and I started this and went, where's Mark Wall? I mean, where's um, not Hugh Mark Wahlberg? Hugh Jackman, thank you. I was yeah. like, this isn't a boxing movie. <laughs> and then realized, oh, I've made a grave mistake in my brain. And that this, Yeah, this is not that movie. Roger Eber, is that your positive review? No. Do you have a Roger Eber review? He loved it. Four to four. I mean, like he, his comment was... um. With this movie, I'm going to butcher it so I don't have it pulled up. He flat out said, like, I'd watch this movie 52, 190 times back to back if I didn't have kids. So I'm forced to watch this in the theaters once and a couple times at home. But I'd continuously (laughs) watch this if I was able to. Wow. That's high praise from Robert Ebert. I think he understood the uh, slight tongue-in-cheekness or understanding of... You're not making fun of Godzilla. You're not making fun of those movies, but you are furthering it. Where yeah. This is ridiculous, and you know it. You're going to make it seem as connectable as possible, but yeah. 
No, I did. I, I did see that, and I went, "Oh, I bet you Preston's going to grab this one." But what do you have? I have Robbie Collin from the Telegraph. He says, Ooh, at f- okay. At first, watching Pacific Rim feels like rediscovering a favorite childhood cartoon, but Del Toro flooded the project with such affection and artistry that rather than smiling nostalgically, you find yourself enchanted all over again. I can roll with that. And, and you know what? I'll tell you something, man. Um, Guillermo del Toro, it's not a guy that I'm like, it's the best filmmaker in the world. I don't go there. But every time I watch one of his movies, I go there. He's definitely one of those guys where it's like, I'm going to watch what he makes. Yep. Even Pinocchio. Even that weird-ass Pinocchio movie he's got coming to Netflix. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, d- did he... Did he do Blade 2? Is that right? Yes, he did. Okay. I'm trying to think back what... Pan's Labyrinth is where I know him from. And Hellboy, yeah. of course. But like Pan's Labyrinth was the like... God, audio listeners suck because I'm over here panning out. Pan. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that movie screwed me up, man. That was a good, crazy movie. His his movie, The Shape of Water, was the first sci-fi Ooh. movie to win Best Picture at the Oscars. So. Ooh, man. Yeah. I I think that's I'll always... A, that's a strange one. Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird sex in that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you like fish? The negative <laughs> review from Justin Chang. Uh, Justin Chang, who works for Variety, said, although oh. assembled with consummate care and obsessive attention to visual detail pacific rim manages only fitful engagement and little in the way of real wonderment suspense or terror nerd yep <sighs> yeah you yeah, strap nerd. this is a movie you just you just sit down and like enjoy yeah it's just a good time it's i look at when i realized this wasn't real steel i never watched this movie because i said there's two people to run this robot this is just stupid. No. Yeah. The movie kind of makes it make sense. It it kind of ha- it has a pretty good explanation for it. And it's a incredibly huge anime explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. But the movie starts off with talking about the kaiju, which I mean, like they already get points now. Like everyone in America knows Godzilla. Yeah. They don't understand kaiju. Nothing. I was shocked when they said it. I went, oh, they're going there. Great. Yeah. Because there's a whole film world of just like. Because they don't really, even in like the um, the newer Godzilla movies and the Kong movies, they don't really call them kaiju. Even. No. And I, I didn't, I mean, you told me last week, but I didn't realize Guillermo del Toro did this. And I was like, whoa, somebody's thinking here. All right, I'm in. I think Hideo Kojima said, "If you're not Japanese, if you haven't seen this movie, is what was one of his quotes." I'm gonna say something. <laughs> you, that guy, I need to play his last game still with that it's Guillermo so del Toro is a part of. Yeah, Death Stranding. I mean, like that Metal Gear Solid. That entire franchise is uh, I, the I weirdest. Will tell you this. Death Stranding is not Metal Gear Solid. No, I know it's not. I've I've already cheated. I've read some stuff, but it's super wild. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. Uh Oscar Isaac, Solid Snake, let's make it happen. Make a movie. Make the dang movie. Is 
He Maybe. supposedly is because he's either him or Tom Hardy. It. I can't remember. Tom Hardy might potentially be. Uh, no, Tom Hardy's going to be. Um, uh, Ocelot. Sam. Sam. Oh, the Splinter Cell guy. Oh God! Heck yeah, dude. Sam Fisher. Yes. God, that's sick. Well, they've been saying mm. that for the last five years, so I don't know if that mm. movie's ever going to get made. But all I gotta say is, I I bought a PlayStation Three just to play Metal Gear Solid Four. Mm. Uh, I worked at GameStop. God, we're getting way off topic. Sorry, man. <laughs> I worked at GameStop. The midnight release. The guy that was my manager, one of my really good friends, was like, actually, the day before, he goes, uh, "Hey, I got this. You want to come to my house and watch me play it?" I'm like, "Yeah." Sure, I'm down. And I watched it and went, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched in my life. So, Hideo Kojima, I'm game. Him and, yeah. and Guillermo del Toro, they're very similar people. Like, they got weird principles. They've got yeah. things they love. But... They know what they're back doing. To, yeah, back to Pacific Rim, though, you get introduced to the... Uh, Raleigh the Beckett. Raleigh Beckett. That, yeah, but first... there yeah, Terrible name. A, to set up the the universe. <laughs> there's a giant hole like in the middle of the ocean that aliens are coming out of, and like his, he's like narrating over this whole thing. It's a pretty good way to do your exposition, but, but instead of like expecting aliens to come from outer space, is like we weren't looking into the ocean, which is kind of like a good metaphor for like we don't we know more about space than we do like the deepest depths of our ocean. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you flat out, they uh, build these robots called Jaegers. Yeah, that's legitimately a Gundam <laughs> call out. There's like that's a Jaeger. Like, there's a Gundam Jaeger model. Yeah, when when these things started coming up out of the ocean, the world's government, in all their infinite wisdom, said, "Hey, to combat this, let's build some giant robots and fight them." <laughs> Dude, that's how you know what you're in for. Our solution is we're losing the fight. They've killed San Francisco. They've killed India next. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they're, whatever. They, they've killed like it's major in the, cities. It's mostly like, in the Pacific. Let's build some robots. Was it, was it Japan that first suggested that? And everybody was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I think so. It had to be the Japanese government. Well, with us, uh, well, sorry. Wow. Well, you know, the exact uh, gypsy danger. It's a nuclear one. Which sounds like a stripper name. Yeah, actually, I. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just not catching myself on what I was about to finish with. <laughs> I used to DJ a lot, Preston, and uh -huh. I DJed a lot of clubs in Atlanta. Right. And then also other clubs. A lot of adult ballerinas. And I'm going to go tell you right now the other clubs. Mm -hmm. treat you well they pay well they're respectful oh, yeah. you just stay in your booth that you can't really see out of yep and you eat the wings <laughs> lemon pepper <laughs> anyway lemon but pepper yeah gypsy, gypsy danger yeah yeah okay and i'm gonna pilot that all right the the way that I'm you so happy my wife is not here right now, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> the the way you pilot these things is you have to they plug into your brain basically, and it takes <sighs> two people to operate this thing. And you, you gotta hit to, the drift, Preston. You've got to be what is called drift compatible, which means that 
your brains are compatible, and Raleigh Beckett and his brother, Shocker, are drift compatible. And the only reason they really got the job is because they're good in a fight. Which, you know what? Flat out, you call bullcrap on this entire thing, but the second that you let that go... That's not the point. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's the point. Like, if you... I think the hate for this movie, because there was hate. Yeah. If you can't just sit down and stupidly watch robots punch stuff, that's the point. Yes. There's no metaphor. No. No. They laid out the entire reason for this movie there's no need to think any further about why this thing operates this way in this world just go with it you know and i flat out love in the expositional intro Mm -hmm. we talk about we built the jaegers we got so good with it we took it out of hand and they're having like game shows where the (laughs) the robots are fighting people like boxing matches but that brings that was 2012 or 13 yeah and then the, 2020 the hits. Yeah. And uh, those, the two brothers you mentioned, piloting Gypsy Danger, have to go to, um, to Alaska. I guess it's Anchorage. Yeah. And there's a category three because just like hurricanes, these monsters they, are the same. Right. Knifehead shows yeah, up. Yeah, they give them and, names. Uh, they give the monsters names. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> But you get the you understand the like uh, you've got in order follow this, and they're like there's a fishing boat we're gonna save it. So it's kind of funny they save the fishing boat. They don't his brother doesn't die because of it. He just dies of they didn't win the fight. So basically, they lost the fight because they they knocked it down and they thought it was dead, and then all of a sudden it starts getting up again and then it pulls his brother out of the cockpit and then he pilots it all the way to shore which is important immediately i went oh this is bullcrap this whole movie is bullcrap <laughs> he piloted that thing solo they bring it up later so very good on them like you accidentally set stuff up or that ah, they knew what they're doing but yeah yeah also who names their kid yancey and raleigh who names meth addicts? Who names Preston kids meth. Stacker? Meth. <laughs> and also, what accent is Charlie Hunnam doing? Because I'm gonna tell you what this movie is bonkers with accents. Because Charlie Hunnam, um, Idris Elba, English accent. Well, Peter Sa- both, Idris Elba, way English better actors. Golly, I mean, I couldn't. No. I, I don't know what his accent is, but I'm like, I'm game. Like, like him without a beard sucks, FY, because he doesn't look right. Charlie Hunnam, he did an American, a, a pretty decent American accent for like eight, nine years on Sons of Anarchy. And he was yeah. coming right off of that for this movie. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think they gave him, I, I think his like script notes were, you're from a certain region. Yeah. Of America, and that's what he was after. Yeah, and it didn't work. Which, and what Idris Elba also? I think he's pretty good at accents. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. I don't care. He's attractive. He's a good looking dude. He is a rad bro, man. I don't <laughs> give a crap. Like that guy. I didn't know he's in this movie. I knew nothing about this movie. Uh huh. And so when he popped in, it was like, whoa, okay. Driss is in the movie. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like later on, Charlie Day pops up and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Ron Who's Perlman's it? in this movie, too. Thank you. I was going to say Ron, but I would almost said like, I don't know who I was saying, but Ron Perlman. He's in Sons of Anarchy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I've never watched the full show. Oh, my God. So good. I, I watched like two or three seasons and just quit for some reason. But um, yeah, so his brother dies and he quits the program. I thought he got kicked out. No, he just quits. Yeah. So five years later, uh, which is 2025, which I, I love looking at the incredible real world years versus uh, movies. Mm-hmm. So in three years, we're going to have robots this way. Like, mm. yeah. But he's doing wall construction. And while he's doing that construction, he catches uh, footage in Australia where oh, the wall gets broken. Through that wall. Of course, the wall idea was probably America's idea. Preston Trump wasn't in office then. <laughs> when this movie came out. Everything. Put a fucking wall yeah, okay. up. Yeah. Okay, Barack Obama wanted the wall at this point. 2013, we blame Barack. <laughs> um, I think they call out. I think in the movie they make a comment that it wasn't America's idea. Oh, okay. Which freaks me out. I think it was like a... God, this is... Hmm. That one German listener you got is going to hate me. I think it was Germany. Maybe. with Because Germans... I mean, like the engineering of Germany is unparalleled. Yeah, top notch. So I think that's where it came from. But yeah, the walls are built. The remaining Jaegers robots, they're moved to Hong Kong, which I didn't pick up on. I watched the first part of this movie again today. I watched it yesterday, but all the robots got moved to Hong Kong, which explains why so much happens there later. So yeah, like the rest of this movie takes place in Hong Kong. Where was uh, Scarlett Johansson from Ghost in the Shell? I mean, (laughs) We're already over here. Let's just go ahead and incorporate more, but whatever. That was Neo Tokyo, by the way. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's not uh, China. Uh, sorry, Hong Kong's not China. No, oh, is Hong Kong China now? It, technically, it is part of China yeah. now. Okay. Well, anyone listening, congratulations on your... Uh, yeah. We know geography. Lesson here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Stacker Pentecost... <laughs> Finds uh, Raleigh Beckett working on a wall somewhere. Uh, or I guess, I don't know where he's at, but somewhere on a coast, I assume. Yep. And says, hey, we got the Jaegers, the re- what's left of them. We all got them all stacked together. We're going on one last big mission to try to... Stack them in the Shatter Dome, Preston. The Shatter Dome. The Shatter Dome. What a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. But I'm in. You're already in. If you're in this far and you're into it, you're in this far. So, and there's two Australian guys, a father and son team, who are the best. One is a British actor, the other is an American actor, and neither one of them can do an Australian accent. Exactly. I was about to say, is they're the most awful. Most awful is terrible English. I'm the worst. Yeah. Get a dialect coach. What are we doing? I was shocked. Dollars on this movie. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I know where they spent their money on this movie. It was in effects oh, yeah. and stage. They gave which, it to ILM. Dude, money on them. Like, your actors were great still. 
you know, like typically a movie like this, I don't know, Guillermo del Toro, you you get the backing, but like mm-hmm. you've either got stage or you got actors. Yeah. You're gonna fail somewhere that like a campy thing. So good mm-hmm. on them. Was that is Herc and Chuck Hansen? Herc, yeah. I don't even Herc, H E R C. I thought it's 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 Hercules, but Hercules. Hercules. But you've got them. You've got your um, brother and sister combo of Russian, China. Russian no, the Crimson brother. Typhoon. Oh, brother and sister. Sorry, I'm skipping yeah. ahead. Brother and sister Russian team. Cherno Alpha, not Cherno Chernobyl. Alpha. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, that and went whoa, okay. <laughs> a little on the nose there. Yeah, Chinese Crim- Crimson Typhoon, which has three triplets, which. And three arms. Never explained. Ne- yeah. Never explained how that works. Like, like you gotta they just mentioned, two. oh, they, they used a three arm technique. I'm yeah. sorry, what? Later in the movie, you see it. <laughs> and that you don't ever see them use it, really. But I mean, they use three arms. That's about it. <laughs> and then they get Yeah, one, one of them gets ripped off right away. <laughs> Stupid hey, um, and a little, sp- the, this whole episode of spoilers, but the, the, peop- the, the pilots that don't have much speaking time don't last long in this movie. <laughs> <sighs> it's just like a horror movie, buddy. The yeah. uh, other people die first. If you ain't talking, then uh, nope, you ain't going to dead, make it. boy. But the, the you dead to finish out the rest of this ragtag group of I, they call them resistance fighters, but I think they're government funded. Um, is you two scientists? Into, yeah, one played by Charlie Day, who is obsessed with. Kaiju anatomy. Finger in kaiju. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, that's a review I read of someone that hates Charlie Day. Jeez. <laughs> Obviously. so weird to read. I only know this because he mentioned it in their podcast. Of like, oh, okay. Yeah, he mentioned it like, I was once, I'm trying to do my best Charlie Day. I was once talking about a finger in a uh, alien. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to look it up, but you can cut all that out. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And, and the guy, the dude, that guy's from um, Dark Knight Returns. The yes, other guy. He plays the assistant to <sighs> Ben Mendelsohn's character in that movie. I was trying to make his facial expression, so I'm slad, you know, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, lovable people. Yeah. The two of them. The, the set, the guy we just mentioned, he is all, he's, he's the math guy. He's like, based on these equations, in the next couple of days, we could have up to three kaiju exiting the portal. Again. Guillermo, oh my gosh, I can't say his name ever. Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't say Guillermo. Gotta love anime. Like yeah. you've got the most prolific combo of you've got a guy that's like, I'm the nerd. I like math. And the other guy's like, I'm disgusting. We're gonna work <laughs> together. It's just like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Um, but you Charlie- do get. Charlie Day's character is, is he's obsessed with the anatomy and, and he has an idea that because he has he, he's got all these like pieces in formaldehyde of different kaiju and, and everything. And he has this stupid idea to drift with the kaiju brain. Do you know how Charlie Day got cast in this? I assume somebody called him. Uh, 
Touche. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro watched an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. You know, it was an episode where Charlie Day comes out with a stick and has this huge speech about he's going to hunt rats in the basement and how he didn't want to do it anymore. But he's going to do it because that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> and apparently he's like, this guy is great at shading and comedy he's in. Wow. You're going to hire him. You never so, know who's watching, dude. Like when you're an actor, you do, you got no clue who's watching. Hey, I'm going to tell you too. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That show is hilarious. It's not for everybody. Those people in that, those are all actors. I have never seen any episode of it. Like dude, people, you, like you get bored. Like, it's hilarious. It it gets better too. It's like it's a shoestring budget at the beginning. Uh-huh. But holy cow! I think man. I watched like maybe three episodes of it at one time. I have I haven't seen anything else from it though, but. I've heard it's hilarious. Um, it gets like really hilarious. That no, it's it's it is stupid. It is so stupid. Right. It is the most idiotic and Danny DeVito's in it. So Yeah. How? But uh I, I do love the only like call out Datoro gave him was you're supposed to act like a celebrity chef with a lot of tattoos and a big personality. I got B Gaffietti. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah, a ton. Uh, but before them, you get the uh, Mako. Oh, yeah, Mako. Yeah. Mako, the introduction of uh, the love interest, the other pilot later down the road. But it's not really a love interest, though. No, it's kind of weird. Like, they set it up like it's going to be, and you never see it. At the end, they kiss, and it's like, what? They No, they don't. They don't? No. Man, I'm screwed up, then. Never mind. They just put like the, the uh, they put like their foreheads on each other. That's about it. Because it's kind it's it it, it kind of is tricking you into thinking that because it's like oh he's flirting with her a little bit when they first meet, and then they have that nice little conversation um, when nobody lets them sit with them at lunch, which is kind of corny, but it's it's a pretty good scene of like getting to know each other and. You ever watch the movie Brothers Grimm? Yes. You know, she's the... Unless she talks in it at all. That actress. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's her. Oh, she's talking. This is freaky. What is happening? But she did great. I mean, this is a movie of fantastic acting and actressing. See how good I am now? A Brothers Bloom. Not I said Grimm. Uh, Gloom. Brothers Grimm. I knew what you meant. Dude, I've been talking all day. Sorry. My brain is done. Um, okay, she is Japanese. I, but before I said anything, I wanted to make sure, yes, she's a Yeah, Japanese no, no, she's guy. Japanese. And she yeah, was in um, 47 Ronin, too. If you've never seen that, that is a fan-freaking-tastic movie. It is crazy, but good. Anyways, back to my own little uh, special world of Pacific Rim. Yeah, so you get interested in this huge cast, yeah. and then they, uh, isn't that when the nerds dictate, like, Idris Alba tells them the plan, we're going to drop a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because the, the plan done the is, math. Yeah. the plan is that, hey, since there's so many coming through, they have to leave this thing open. Like, they can't just keep opening it every time. So they're, they've figured it out that, they have to leave this thing open to let three through. So the plan is to 
go into the underwater and and drop a nuclear bomb down the shaft. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. Sorry, I get I get mixed up because of the end where the nerds figure it out. Yeah, well, I mean, they they figure out that you can't just drop anything down there. Like that you have to it reads you like a barcode and it figures out that you're a kaiju and it lets you in. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that was we haven't gotten but, to that part yet. <laughs> yeah, but Charlie uh, Raleigh, excuse me, is their defense. Yes. Their C team. They're just defending the fastest Jaeger. That's they're, the Australians. That's if it. you've if you've seen Top Gun Maverick, their hangman at the end of the movie. It, just in case. <laughs> And, and I realized as soon as I said that you hadn't seen it. So, <laughs> nah, I suck. if you if you've seen Top Gun Maverick, they're Hangman at the final mission of Top Gun Maverick. So I like Hangman; it's a good game. Well, he's not a good person. Um, well, you can't. Never mind. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but as the movie sets up, Jaegers are a two man job. Mm-hmm. Raleigh, Raleigh doesn't Beckett have a second. doesn't have one, so they're going to have some tryouts. And, they, and, uh, and for super, the second week in a row, oh. we have a bow staff scene. <laughs> this one's not as good. I think it's better. <laughs> and, oh my! <laughs> well, thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's way better. It is but way I, I better. Think but I, I give that. Some. I think I heard somebody call it like I've been was like looking at other like reviews and stuff of this movie. Somebody called it a Kimbo stick. Kimbo stick. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so I think it's that. Yeah, and, it is, it, and it's way better than. Sorry, they, I was joking. They're training. They're training this way. It is. It's not just to see if if he can beat everybody there. It's to. It's they compatibility. Compatibility. Yes. Which, again, you better be on board with this movie because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The dumbest way to figure out who you like. Why can't you just like? Put a needle connected to him. I don't just like plug him up to some machine and then test that. There's no scientifical test of it. is she drift compatible. It's he right. has a feeling and that's it. Which that's my only thing in this movie. I mean, which, they do tests later. That co- that connection kind of is dictated by emotions a little. Yeah, bit. she can she can crank a Harley and sling meth. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sling meth in that. Uh, maybe they did. I don't know if they. Oh, no, I think they. Well, yeah. I know they they ran drugs one time. I don't know if it was meth, but anyway. The the first yeah. time they they hook up to when when they get linked to each other. It's very positive. It's awesome. It's great until, and he says, "Don't follow the rabbit," which stands for something. He says it, and I can't remember what it is. Um, it's we'll a chase the rabbit. Yeah, I mean it's a Alice in Wonderland Matrix thing. Yeah, I thought it was a nod to the Matrix, but they I, I went back today and somebody said no. Like he, as soon as he says rabbit, he explains what the acronym is, and I for the life of me right now I can't remember what it is. But yeah, I didn't pick up on it. Guillermo del Toro really wanted something that <laughs> spelled rabbit with its acronyms, so. That sounds like Guillermo del Toro. Like, yep. 
Sounds like Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And just whatever. And throughout this whole thing, we've we've known that. And well, the big thing is after he is like, yes, we're compatible. Strike uh, stacker Pentecost. This whole thing is like, no, she's not going. It's not her. No. And it's like there's this weird relationship between the two of them that's not really explained. How uncomfortable did you feel until that was explained? I figured like he had adopted her or something. I mean, I for some reason I didn't think that, and it was like, man, this is creepy. This is a weird movie. Well, I had, <laughs> I had seen I had seen this movie several times. Okay, at this point. true. So it's like when they explained it, I went, oh, perfect. I'm stupid. And but. the way they explain it is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's. I'll tell you right now, the first half of this movie, you spend a lot of time going, what am I watching? What is this? Yeah. Like, the acting's great. This is stupid. Second half, it's kind of like, payoff. I'm but in. Let's do this. It's the perfect example of show, don't tell when it comes to backstory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like, don't explain all this bull crap. No, let's it's, just as, do it. As soon as she get locked in, she starts focusing on this memory of her youth. And it's back in. I'm on the. I'm just gonna guess Tokyo because she's from Japan. Yeah, it's Tokyo, and it's getting attacked it, by kaiju. The, the second kaiju attack, it was yeah, Tokyo. And she's she's lost her family and she's running. And that, the little actress that was playing her was great. She was amazing. Yeah, very good. But yeah. the whole thing of like while she's dealing with this, she pulls up the um energy oh, the, cannon, the plasma, plasma cannon, cannon. Yeah. plasma cannon, and uh, she's gonna blow everyone up. And because of that, Pentecost says, you're out. Cut the power. Which I guess his goal was he'll join. I guess. I, that's I where know. I'm like, ah, I don't know. But so he um, talks to the two nerds because Charlie Day has drifted with a kaiju brain. Yeah, he just takes it upon himself to drift with part of a kaiju brain. The most ridiculous backstory, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, at this point, I went, oh, Charlie Day is actually playing Guillermo del Toro from Death Stranding. How? I don't know. He's got glasses. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was just trying to see what you'd say. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really... In Death Stranding, it, like Hideo Kojima just uses the likeness of... Guillermo del Toro. He's not really. Yeah, it's not him acting in in it. Yeah, no. Sorry, stupid, stupid throwaway joke. Yeah, but like, what uh, what the hell are you talking about? That yeah, one so he. That one guy's a doctor who. <laughs> My nerd brain was just going off like, what the? They fuck both are you have glasses, about? Preston. That's all. <laughs> um, he drifts, and Pentecost fin- figures out like what happened, and I think Pentecost gives him the like. Pentecost, whatever. Uh, you need to do this again. And they're like, well, we don't have another live sample. And he's like, I know a guy. So he goes into Hong Kong undergrounds to see Hannibal Chow, played by Ron Perlman. God, dude, what a dope. I mean, not a Guillermo del Toro movie without Ron Perlman. I did not know he was in this movie. And the whole time, where's he going to pop up? Where's he going to pop up? And then he shows up, and I went, did not disappoint. Never mind. (laughs) He's freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And even the end scene. Oh, yeah, where his character 
meets an abrupt exit. So Charlie Day <clears throat> gets access to another brain through Hannibal Chow. Hooks up to it again, and I think he was kind of unsuccessful with the, the first brain that he had. He so Yeah, so they explain it later of it's too much neural... Yeah, it's synchronization. Much, even a piece of a brain of a kaiju is too much neural load yeah. for like the human brain. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to find it. While he's there, though, uh, Math Guy predicted a double event where the first yeah. time ever two kaiju show up. And there's a triple following it, which ends up being a quadruple, but that's not the whole thing. And but- then we cut to, we send uh, Striker Eureka and the other two out there. Yep. To fight this thing. Oh, they all die. And they, well, the, the, the Russians and the, the, the triplets get. Yeah. Crimson Typhoon, Cherno Alpha, they get churned. Rent. And then this, this particular, one of these particular kaiju has an EMP and shuts down. Yeah. Um, Which, Striker Eureka. Crazy good. I mean, like. I think like in my brain, even when this happened, I paused it and went, wait a minute, what? Yeah, nuclear's analog. Yep. I you know, in my head, that's not that's digital. Just from yeah, like whatever you, else. You but, think- but it was the last great analog superpower, you know. Mm-hmm. So what a great buildup that accidentally was presented. You didn't even realize why. Because G- Gypsy Danger is the last um nuclear powered uh what do you call it? Um, Jaeger. 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 It's the last nuclear-powered Jaeger around. And All them Jaegers out there. Um, so Charlie Day, we we cut back to Charlie Day, because we'll get back to one of the best fights in this movie. We, we cut back to Charlie Day, and he drifts with another one again and sees the... What is he? Ooh, not yet. No. Ron oh. Perlman doesn't let him do anything. They That's figure out there's more coming. He tells Ron Perlman he drifted. And Ron Perlman's like, hell, they're coming to kill you. You yeah. go to the public area. I'm going to my land. So he goes to this whole underground bunker thing, and he has a panic attack. And, <laughs> and he's like, they're coming for me. And then this, and, this uh, kaiju starts boring in, and it finds him. I haven't but. seen the second one. So don't have you seen the second one? Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and say this now awkwardly and embarrassingly because I'm sure it doesn't happen, but like I feel like that shows up in the second movie of if Charlie Day's in it, he did link up, so they're looking for him. Kind of. Ah! Well, yes. there's a lot of payoff. I mean, a lot of like... there There is a payoff no to payoff. this in the second movie. There is a okay. payoff to this in the second movie. First movie doesn't have it. They kind of right jump around the... He connected with the brain. They understand him. He understands them. They're looking yep, for him. Yep, 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 yep. But Ooh, the best fight in this entire movie, Gypsy Danger shows up when everybody else is shut down, starts wailing on this thing, rips the little EMP thing off its back, chucks it right away. Head. Yep. Peace He's out. Done with this. Throws it onto the land. They go flying through this shipyard. It's Bang, 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 plasma cannon, plasma cannon, plasma cannon. Pause that, because of how rad this is. I want to call out how stupid 
the fights before. I'm going to yeah. pick up this thing and throw it in the water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? What is this crap? Sorry. Uh, it's like you're, you, I, and I get it. It's the setup. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're supposed to have done, but yeah. Throws that thing on land, plasma cannons. And he learns his lesson from the beginning of the movie. He's Double like, tap that sucker, boy. Yeah. Zombie land rules. Double tap. Double like, tap. <laughs> he's like, I, I think this thing's dead. Let's check the pulse. Bang, bang, bang. He dead. Preston, that's the exact moment when I went, this movie knows exactly what it what is. It is. Yes. The tone of the movie switched. It's just kind of like, hey, we've been building up to this. Now you're just going to have fun, enjoy, and laugh. Godzilla was a terrible movie. Whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. <laughs> nah, not Whoa. terrible. Not terrible, uh, but Godzilla presented like this kaiju thing of you got to be on board. Yeah, yeah. So, so he goes after but, the second one, which is oh, that's the best fight the, scene. That's shelter. the best yeah. fight scene. And it's like yeah. they they throw each other through buildings, and it finally knocks the the Jaeger down, oh. and then it clamps onto it, and you're like, "What's this thing about to do? <laughs> Sprout wings and fly?" <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. My favorite scene in this entire movie is right before that. You said it at the very beginning of this podcast. The Dagon boat sword. Dude, he I was treat a ship like a Kimbo oh. stick and just wails on this monster. And it's like I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, like yes. as a lover of some anime, I'm not a super anime nerd. I have you know, particular ones I love. Dude, that scene I went slow clap. Somebody did their homework. Somebody understands Guillermo. Everything. Yeah, definitely. But golly, him dragging that sword. And it's kind of funny. There's video games now, like uh, Elden Ring, Dark yeah. Souls. There's people that clone this exact movement. It's like, oh, yeah. All right. I'm in. We got it. This is great. Perfect. Do it. And they go to space. Yep. And then. They remember they have a sword. <laughs> Which is a direct call out to uh, Gundam Wing. I figured it was something. There's, I think, God, I think it's called Espeon. I'm going to be really nerdy. It's this, <laughs> I'm not going to get, I'm sorry, I'm not going to start naming characters. Hero Yuri is the uh, main lead character of Gundam Wing. And he wants to Yuri wants to end the government and is in the resistance force and wants penalties from the the enemy and his character's name was Hero Yuri. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Um God uh, you know what? I don't care. There's a Gundam that is legitimately that that whole sword movement where it's like a it's flat. It's flaccid and then it's stiff. It's also not a metaphor tits. for anything at all. Yeah, give me them boobs. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, when that then it becomes an actual sword, I was like, oh shoot, this is scene for scene. I'm like, yeah. very crazy, and I'm like, ah, I'm you know I'm on board. This is cool, but yeah, whips the sword out. Slices that thing off, free falls. Starts free falling. Free! 
free falling. And another in a very another anime kind of thing. You need your little your 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 chest to blow out some fire or anything. You just push the big button. <laughs> That's a picture of your chest piece that'll blow out fire. God, I loved and it. I loved it. I was just rockets to the earth and just. At this Shock point, I was hooked. City. I didn't care. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. I don't care. This is great. And through this attack, the the old the the father on the Australian team has broken his arm. He can't do anything. And a fun fact: in when it when it, sh- it it shows the the pilots inside the the Jaegers, that's a practical set that they're on. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like they built There's an entire set for those this. people to just. There's a lot of pr- yeah for so many visual effects and CGI. There, there's a lot of practical stuff in this movie. You know what? Hey, um, Corridor Crew did a great piece on this at some point of did they? talking about the CG. Uh, I, I think they referenced it in something else. Okay. The CGI in this is incredible. You understand the scale by the slowness as stuff moves. Yeah, and like because like, the, these you feel it being big, man. Like the, these. The the Jaegers, it actually feels like there's weight to them when they're moving. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like I I applaud it. Just yeah, from the first time you see them, I was on board. She's like, yeah. And okay. in my opinion, this is where this movie kind of peaks for me. It's like, yeah, this was the best fight in the whole thing. So, which dude, talk about a climax. This is yeah. it. You peaked like you on paper as a book. They'll have the right to finish thing. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna finish it. It's gonna end. Yeah, not as high, but I mean, it's gonna end. But you, you peaked. So Charlie when he Day lands finds- on the uh, soccer field. Done. Oh yeah. When Charlie Day finds his way out of the shelter, finds Hannibal Chow again. Like these people are har- start harvesting this, harvesting this thing. Like you know, like their jaw was on tattooing. Like they're cutting this thing. Up. <laughs> Yeah, that was frightening to see. It's just like how quick they're slicing or dicing. Yeah, Yeah. like they're getting these giant ticks off of it. It's and come to find out, this one's pregnant. Oh no, (laughs) that uh, that was wild. And Hannibal Chow just takes off because he realizes he's pregnant. Comes busting out because they find the brain of this one, but it's damaged, and it's like, man. Can't find it. Then this baby busts out, and it's a heartbeat. Yeah, it's and then, pregnant. It's like, and then Hannibal Child's like, "Oh, talking shit," and like, I knew it wasn't this, and the, the thing wrapped around its neck, and blah blah blah. And then eaten. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, la- I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know if the movie was just so good for me at that point. I just giggled. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is great. I'm on board. So Charlie Day now has an intact brain of a, a baby kaiju. So he gets his 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 math dude. The math dude shows up on the scene. I guess everybody else shows up on the scene. I'm not really sure. Um, and they both share the neural load of this one brain. <laughs> and in the middle of them doing this, the final plan is: <laughs> Are you laughing at share the load? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so the neural I'm two years old. I'm two Ooh. years old. Yeah. Then, yeah. He shows up. That was a good scene though. Honestly. Yeah. Let me not laugh. Like that was I was like, oh. Like, Sweet. I mean, you know what? Ten points to this movie. 
they go through uh, Math Boy's history. Mm-hmm. They don't go into it. They don't like nope. f- focus on it. It's you see it, boom, gone. Charlie Day's character gets it. And no one makes a comment. We focus on what we need to focus on. Yep. And we realize that they're sending three monsters and you can't get through the portal unless you are red as a kaiju. Yep. And that's and, where, uh, I mean, they're in the water at that point. Yeah. Like the, and, the mission uh, has already started. Like they're like, Hey, Oh, but Idris that, Elba's. Yeah. Idris Elba, which if I can find the audio, I'm going to put it in. Oh, it's rab has the best speech since Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Everyone, listen up. Today, today, at the edge of our hope, at the end of our time, we have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Today, there's not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone. Not today. Today, we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the fight to them. Today, we are canceling the apocalypse. I don't know, man. I think because uh, we're canceling the apocalypse. Yeah. Not just celebrating our Independence Day. We're canceling the apocalypse. Preston, I love you, but I just want you to know that I've done nothing but Google search the name of this Gundam that the I, sword. Th- I, I saw you typing, and it's like, what are you doing? It's, it's called Epion. Go ahead. Actually, it's called Epion. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that speech sucks. Gundam's rule. <laughs> I show my friends in the market. We're going to go out. Sorry. Is that it? Um, I, dude, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Idris Elba, I, I think he's going to stop acting. He's going to focus on DJing. Why? I don't know. Oh, he's a good DJ. One. That's yeah, fun. That's it's live. But dude, what an actor. Like, yeah. If this entire movie only does one thing incredibly for me is Idris Elba should be James Bond. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. Bunch of racist white Jews should be Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> the plan is Stacker Pentecost and the younger Australian dude in Striker Eureka with the bomb on their back. Gypsy Danger is the only one left. They're running uh defense so let's you know we we go into the ocean and we fight three kaiju at the uh exit point of the portal to the ne- other dimension wherever these aliens come from the other world <laughs> did they explain that in the second movie at all preston also my not really. volume might be so loud so if you just went deaf i apologize but anyway no uh, i don't think so they're, 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 they're more, I didn't need a link to the Wikipedia. Oh, Preston, Gundam. you definitely needed a link. Um, Gundam wiki. Jeez. Anyway, uh, I don't know that I Googled it. So just to okay. be clear, but, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 
So, so you've got three down there. They yeah. see one, then yeah. it disappears, and they're like, "Oh, there's two. So you know, there's a you know a third one lurking around. But then you get the category five. It's coming out. We got yeah. our team. So, yep, and they're underwater. They're moving forward. Uh, strikers carrying the 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 payload. Um, gypsy stripper is uh <laughs> giving defense still, and uh, they get down there and they figure out it's a trap. Yeah, which I'm assuming they they're like, which saying just, that uh, because Charlie Day's character is giving them the information. So well, no, when when they get to the the entrance of the 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 portal, Idris is like, wait, they're stopping. Why are they just stopping? Like they're waiting on something. He's like, it just don't feel right. Hold on. What's going no. on? And then that's when Charlie Day and them run in and say, hey, you can't get down to thing unless you are read or scanned as a um, kaiju. This movie is crazy all the way of the heroes never win fights. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Except the two we talked about earlier. No, they all just like lose everything. Yeah, pretty just- much. You know, no way. But uh, because at this point they're cornered, so Idris just hits the button on the nuke. <laughs> because blows them up. Charlie Day, which not Charlie Day. Jeez, go ahead. Raleigh Beckett. Yeah, dude, that scene. I, okay, back up. Biggest problem about this movie: how deep is the ocean? Because these robots just stand in ankle deep. Look, yeah, bro. whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, let's just say it's one of the deepest parts of the ocean, and that the Jaegers can sustain enough water pressure to go all the way down there. Hovercrafts. Um, yeah. That scene where the bomb goes off and there's no water around—that's pretty awesome. I, I that like I paused it, rewound it, went. I have almost seen everything. This I have not. This is awesome. It like displaces the water. And it's like dry for like half a second, and then the water just comes crashing back. I went into a full, uh, so I'm I have a weird. Every you're gonna get flagged on this. I have a weird obsession with World War II, uh, like the atom bomb. Yeah, so I'm really excited about Oppenheimer, by the way. But I I'm obsessed with the people that made it, how they feel, what actually. I don't know. It's it's depressing. I wish it didn't happen, but. Yeah, that's legitimately what would happen with an A bomb underwater. To the T, I was baffled. It was like this is incredible. Yeah, so that's so, why I'm like this movie ends on a high because you get that, um, Gypsy Stripper Club robot machine. Yeah, because Charlie Day, remember not Charlie Day, geez, um, <laughs> Charlie Hunnaman, Raleigh yeah, Beckett. That, that's why I get it confused. Raleigh yeah, Beckett he, is like, hey we're a nuclear reactor ourselves. So we can just go down into this thing and then eject up and dude, what a payoff. I mean, like, let's talk about the brilliance of this movie. The setup of this being the oldest Jaeger because it runs on nuclear power. So the EMP didn't hit it. Yeah. Now we got to have a nuclear explosion. It's there in the first 10 minutes that's set up. You don't even realize it. I mean, like you wouldn't, you can't. Yeah. And then, uh, but, so you kind of figure uh, out the rest he, uh, of the movie. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he goes down. 
He's a guy. He's a good boy. Kicks the girl out. He goes down into the whole chaos. Did not expect him to live, by the way. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. He's not in the second movie, so. <laughs> he's dead. Um, he sets off that Jaeger. He gets rescued. The movie ends with them getting picked up. They're friends, and then that's the movie. This was the best campy movie ever. Absolutely. I mean, like it, like I said, it knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm like, I'm not about this. I don't, you know, whatever. No, nah, if you know what you're doing and you know you're aware of yourself, dude, I'm game. It's a it solid. It it's way. a solid eight for me. I think it's a solid seven eight. Okay, it's up there, but but it's it's up there because of such good writing. Yeah, and the actors are incredible. Even the though their accents, the, the accents are all over the place, but like, didn't even care. It's a good so, movie. All right, go watch it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you liked it because we're watching the second one for next week. Oh so. yeah, I feel it's not a better movie, but it has a stronger lead, in my opinion, in John Boyega. Is it John Boyega? <laughs> it is John Boyega. He gets to use I, his real accent, doesn't he? I'm in Star Wars. I'm a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> Who bloody cares, uh, mate? <laughs> uh, let me give you one piece. I know we're we're at time with what we should release or whatever else, but who do you think should have played uh, Idris Elba's part? Who should have? I know. I know who the other person was. White guy or black guy? White. I'm gonna say Tom Cruise. No, that was the thought. He's not going to do this movie. Edge of Tomorrow was around this time. Oh, it's such a beautiful. That's a great movie. Dude, this movie gave me Edge of Tomorrow vibes. Well, yeah, not, pretty much not as good. Yeah, not as yeah, good. No. But yeah. Tom Cruise I'm is not going to do yeah. anything he can't control. <laughs> now, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. why would you? But I think I think he'd attach himself to a really good director. Like Guillermo del Toro, I think he, I, I think know. he would do a movie with Guillermo. I think he would. Yeah. Um. Crap, man. I don't have a lot of. I have a lot of random. I was gonna say Liam Neeson, but no. Yeah, no. Tom Cruise is the only person other than Idris Elba. Um. He's too short. Stellan Skarsgård was recommended for the role of Hercules. Okay. The yeah, that guy, which I you know, whatever, who cares? But get Stellan and one of his sons to do it. Yeah, Stellar skateboard. Yeah, get Stellan and um Alexander in there. Why not? Where I really like it, Raleigh Beckett. It was uh Taylor Kitsch, Aaron uh-huh. Taylor Johnson, Aaron yeah. Paul, Ooh. Luke Bracey, uh-huh, and Henry Cavill. Yeah, because this is right before Superman. This is right before Man of Steel. Yep, and this was right around G.I. Joe's second movie, I think. And the Point Break remake was a little mm. bit later. Oh, sh- no, no, no. Sorry. I, that Sorry. <laughs> trying to figure out where else... Um, <laughs> trying to figure out Luke Bracey, where else he's been in. Anyway. Yeah, so, he, was Cobra, he was Cobra Commander. That's all I know. We end that part of the the episode to move on to our next part, which is what you, what you watching, what you playing. Um, whatever. 
Bob's Burger. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Growing deep on that, I we've watched the movie. I yeah. am trying to make my wife watch uh, the anime of Death Note because it's extraordinary. That is so, pretty good. That's a good one. I'm back into that. Um, because it's of this a lot, movie... A lot of tell don't show in that movie, but... Yeah, it breaks your brain. Because of this movie, which... You know, I'll give straight callbacks here. Uh, the I, I had to write this down. I, I had to look this up. Gypsy Danger is based off the RX-78-2 Gundam from the original Gundam series. Gypsy Danger is based off of the RX-78-2 Gundam. Which, which is even more incredible because the voice actor from uh, Death Note is the voice actor of Aramato Yuri, hero, whatever. And the original Gundam series. Just another point. And then, um, Fun fact, the yeah. voice actor who... Ooh, I don't know the name of the robotic voice character's name in Portal. She plays the like the the ship voice yeah. in these movies. The Jaeger voices in these movies. Fantastic choice. And it's that same like creepy little voice. So and I'll give you one more nerd point. Uh there's an anime called Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And it's it is insane. I mean like uh, Pacific Rim pretty much stole everything from this anime. Okay. Uh, kinda. Just bear with it. I'll tell you sometime if you're interested. Maybe not here, but uh, yeah. apparently... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't give a... Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. That's the second movie, right? Yes, yes, yes. Legit stole the main robot straight from that. So I'm thinking about... Uh, Last year, the the year before, they actually released the ending of it. The guy that made the anime uh-huh. ran out of budget, had an ending. It wasn't the real ending. Then he got to end it correctly. And then someone said, if you could redo your stuff how you wanted it, how much would it cost? They told them and they said, go do it. So he's released three movies that redo everything. So I want to go back and rewatch Evangelion. Okay. This is the nerdiest thing you've ever asked for in your life. And I'm just going to go and apologize for everyone falling asleep. My wife has just divorced me, by the way. So, you know, it's worth it. It's cool. Robots. Um, what are you up to? What are you watching? I am going to start watching Under the Banner of Heaven starring uh, Andrew Garfield. I've got some oh, friends that dude. Are, have obsessively told me to watch it. And I'm going to start that tonight. My... um. Well, I have to word this right. My film score friends that do a lot of film scores and sound effects have told me that that is incredible. I have a friend that did most of the music for it. I've heard the music and it's great. I really want to watch it. Um, Okay. It looks good. And I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider like four or five years late because it was free on the Epic Game Store. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just at like, I literally started started it before we started recording today. So, dude, you, you got to finish Bioshock. Yeah. I got to get back in. You, that. you was, need to beat, you need to do the first game before the show comes out. It got tough for me for a little while. And I was like, I don't, it I just, it can't. is. <laughs> Especially now. Have you, let me ask you this, man. Have you ever watched Midnight Mass? Mm-hmm. It's Netflix. I've heard of it. It's a supernatural horror 
thing. Got, um, it, it's all based Robert off Cole, the Bible. Coley in it, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, Raul Coley is in it. Yeah, from for me from Funhouse. Yeah, but that's like Riverdale. He was on <laughs> My Zombie too, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Shout out to watching the uh, drunk stream of Silk Stockings of Funhouse. If you're really bored <laughs> and you want to feel good about life, watch that. But yeah, yeah I want to start that. But uh, yeah, I am. Good movie. I'm looking forward to watching the next one. Honestly, oh, yeah. like I'm, I'm yeah, very next excited. Week, next week we're watching the sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising, where the robots move a lot faster for some reason. And uh, straight up call out, you're releasing on Wednesdays now, not Thursday. I know we're recording, well, but no, we're recording on Wednesdays now. I always release on Wednesdays, but we're recording Jeez, on Wednesdays. Now. My calendar so sucks. <laughs> I thought you always released on. Th- God, I suck. Just pay attention to when you get tagged in the Facebook post. I mean, that's the day I do, time. and I give a good grin, and then I go, "It's Thursday." <laughs> and no, it's Wednesday. <laughs> All right, you got well, tagged anyways, in the Roadhouse there. episode this morning. So, oh, dude, chug, chug, Roadhouse. Let me tell you, everybody, watch Roadhouse. Nope, don't. Um, <laughs> If you have a suggestion for a movie we should cover, you can send that to secondtakemoviespod at gmail.com or you can send me a weird DM at secondtakemovies on Instagram. Um, oh, dude, I love that. I love what you just said. Hey, find <laughs> Preston. Do you have a personal Instagram? I do. Find Preston. Never mind. Yeah. 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 Send weird DMs. We'll read them out and I will, yeah, sure. I will say anything you say. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, do that. Uh, next week is Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, so for Jake, I'll say we'll, we, we will see you next week.